0: السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته الله أشهد أن and I ان محمد رسول In Alhamdary, in Alhamdary, he named who was a star in who was a star firu. When you mean who be he, when a tawakalo, Ali, when I owe the bill, he واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله يقول الله جل وعلا في كتابه الكريم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون Ya you have ladina amanutakullaha wa kulu kaulan sadida. amalakum, wa yafir lakum the nobakum. Woman wa rasulahu fakada faza, fausan adima. Ama badu fa in na osta kal hadithi kitabullah. Wakhair al hedi hedi sayina muhammadin sallallahu Salaam. Wari wa ali, he was sadlam. Washar al umori وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أعظن الله وإياكم منها أجمعين أما بعد. dear brothers and sisters, in the ninety third year after the Hijra of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, a boy was born in the city of Medina. And his name was Malik Ibn Anas. Malik Ibn Anas. Malik Ibn Anas grew up in a household of scholarship. But he himself, at a very young age, was not very serious with his studies. Malik Ibn Anas, whom we refer to now, as Imam Madik ibn Anas. Imam Malik used to spend time as a young boy playing around in the streets. In particular, he was engrossed with playing with pigeons and birds and the like. Now, young Imam Malik ibn Anas could have continued like that on through to his teenage years and he could have entered adulthood Like that, without much purpose, beyond living life and seeking entertainment. But one day, when young Madik ibn Anas was around 10 years old, his father called him and asked him a simple question. But young Madik ibn Anas was unable to answer this very simple question, and so his father reproached him, he criticized him by saying that you will remain uneducated for your entire life if you do not change your lifestyle. If you don't change your habits, you will remain ignorant. Now for many people, many young people, perhaps that kind of correction might not have had a major impact. But for young Madik ibn Anas, this had a major impact on him. Young Madik took this sharp criticism from his father and took it to heart. It awakened within him something deep, a deep desire to pursue pursue learning. And with the encouragement of his mother, he became sincere and dedicated in his studies. From that point forward, from the age of 10 onward, young Madik totally detached himself from almost everything and dedicated most of his time to studying the deen. He learned and memorized the Qur'an in his youth, having recited the Qur'an and received it from none other than Imam Nafi' ibn Abdurrahman, one of the great imams of the Qiraat. And he went on to study with an abundant number of scholars in the city of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wa It's reported that Imam Madik had over 900 teachers, 900 ulama at whose feet he studied. Among these great imams, we have names like Imam Zuhri, Imam Abdul Rahman ibn Qasim, and Imam Nafi' ibn Abi Nu'aym who was the freed slave of none other than the companion Abdullah ibn Umar radiyallahu Imam Sufyan ibn Uyayna said that Imam Madik started to teach in the city of the Prophet sallallahu wa at the age of 17. He was authorized by those scholars to teach at the age of 17. So in just seven years of applying himself, he went from being an ignorant boy playing with pigeons in the streets to being a scholar of the city of Rasulullah sallallahu teaching the people, seven years. And at a young age, Imam Madik received an authorization from 40 of the leading scholars of Medina to give fatwa, to give formal legal verdicts to the people for their needs. And with the passage of time, Imam Malik ibn Anas rahimahullahu ta'ala became the most famous imam of his age. In fact, the ulama note that the fame of Imam Malik reached its pinnacle during his lifetime, which is not the case with the three other great imams, Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Shafi'i, and Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal. Because their popularity increased gradually. It continued to increase only after their death. But during his lifetime, he was the most famous of the ulama from the ummah of the Prophet Now one of the reasons for that popularity is due to his location. Because Imam Manik, unlike many of the other ulama, he never engaged in rihla. He never ventured outside of Medina except to go for hajj. Such was his immense love for the city of the Prophet ﷺ that he chose not to leave it except to fulfill the obligation of hajj. And he had such reverence for the city of the Prophet ﷺ that there are two special things mentioned about him. They mentioned that his reverence was such that he would always walk barefoot in Medina out of reverence for the city, out of reverence for the ground, the ground on which the Prophet walked. And for that reason, he also refused to ever ride a donkey in the city of Medina. That was his reverence. He was a very special person. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought scholars to him. Scholars traveled far and wide to sit and study with Imam Madik. And there are some narrations mentioned by Qadir Iyad in Tartib al madadik that over 1300 scholars were direct students of Imam Madik for a sustained period of time, not just visitors coming and going. This, dear brothers and sisters, is just a very brief outline of the life of Imam Madik. And this is a brief sample of just one of thousands of great scholars of this deen, whom Allah Ta'ala blessed with tawfiq. Tawfiq. Tawfiq as in divine enabling grace and success. There were many before him, and there were many after him, and there are many to come, inshaAllah Ta'ala. Dear brothers and sisters, from this story, what we learn is that One of the greatest gifts one can receive Is the gift of tawfiq The gift of tawfiq What then is tawfiq? Tawfiq is one of these words That are a part of our Islamic vocabulary But what does tawfiq really mean? We translate it as success Divine success Enabling grace But what really is tawfiq? The ulama tell us that tawfiq al That tawfiq is being inspired to what is good. So to have tawfiq from Allah Ta'ala is to be inspired and driven to what benefits you and others. Tawfiq is for Allah to open the pathways of goodness before you and to make them available for you. The opposite of tawfiq is called khudlan, to be forsaken, to be left to one's own devices, to be left on one's own without divine help. The scholars tell us that when a person is given tawfiq by Allah Ta'ala, he prepares for them the means of righteousness and the means of being consistent in that righteousness. Not just a good deed, but consistency in that good deed. He gives that person whom we call muwaffaq, the one who receives tawfiq, he gives that person an internal drive to seek excellence, an internal drive that draws them to what is good. And Allah Ta'ala keeps from that person everything that pulls them off of the path. But if someone does get sidelined or distracted while on the path, the person given tawfiq doesn't spend time off of the path too long because after a very short while, Allah inspires them more for them to repent and to get back up on the straight path. That, dear brothers and sisters, is tawfiq in a nutshell. Tawfiq is not that Allah makes you perfect. Tawfiq is not That Allah Ta'ala makes you free of faults. Because we are not perfect. And only the prophets are protected from error. But tawfiq is for the doors of good to be opened for you. And for the doors of evil to be mostly closed for you. For the doors of good to be accessible and easy to enter through. And for the doors of evil to be difficult to enter through. That is tawfiq. And if a person loses their way, if they stumble, if they get distracted, tawfiq is that they quickly get back up. And Allah inspires them to get back onto the path. That is tawfiq. Imam ibn Qayyim al-Jawziyah he says that tawfiq is when Allah does not leave you to yourself. While khudlan or being forsaken, what's the opposite of tawfiq? خذلان is when Allah leaves you to yourself. He says, every good therefore is rooted in tawfiq. What tawfiq wa biyadil abd. Tawfiq is in the hand of Allah, it's not in the hand of the servant. That is tawfiq. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about tawfiq in a variety of verses in the Quran. In one verse Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to us wa'lamu anna fiikum rasulallahi law yuti'ukum fi kathirin Minal al-amri la'anittum walakinallaha habbaba ilaykum al-iman wa zayyanahu fi qulubikum wa karra ilaykum al-kufra wal-fusuqa wal-'isyyan ula'ikahum ar-rashidun he says no that among you is the messenger of allah If he were to yield to you in many matters, you would surely suffer the consequences. But Allah has made beloved iman for you. He has made iman, faith, belief, beloved to you. And made it appealing in your hearts. And he made disbelief, rebelliousness, and disobedience detestable to you, hated to you, those he says, are al rashidun those who are rightly guided. Dear brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here tells us about tawfiq. For he says, وَلَكِنَّ ilaykumul wa However, Allah has made iman beloved to you, zayyanahu, And he adorned it and made it appealing to you in your hearts. This means he gave you the tawfiq to be a Muslim tawfiq to say la ilaha illallah muhammadun rasulullah tawfiq to have iman he beautified it for you what is the opposite of that the opposite of that khudlan to be forsaken is for iman not to be made beloved to us but rather for kufr disbelief and rebelliousness fusuq and disobedience usyan to be made beloved to us when may allah protect us that is the opposite of tawfiq dear brothers and sisters we all need this tawfiq from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we can't do it on our own allah ta'ala tells us in the quran addressing the believers collectively ya ayyuhalladhina amanu la shaytan ومن يتبع خطوات الشيطان فانه يأمر بالفحشاء والمنكر ولولا فضل الله عليكم ورحمته ما زك منكم من احد ابدا ولكن الله يُزَكِّ من يشاء والله سميع عليم he says o oh you who believe do not follow in the footsteps of shaitan and whosoever follows in the footsteps of shaitan then know that he only commands to what is immoral and evil. Then Allah says, And were it not for the fadl of Allah, the grace of Allah upon you, and were it not for his mercy upon you, he would not have purified a single one among you, ever. However, Allah purifies whomever he wills, and Allah is all hearing, all knowing. This verse is also talking about tawfiq. The only purity we ever attain is the purity from Allah. When Allah wills to purify us, and were it not for his fadl and rahmah, his bounty and his mercy, none of us would be purified. That is tawfiq, dear brothers and sisters. All good is ultimately from Allah. Which means that all tawfiq is coming from Allah Ta'ala and not from our own strength in our own will Allah ta'ala affirms this in the Quran mentioning the words of prophet Shu'aib alayhi salam who when he called to his people he said "Wama illa billah alayhi wa he says my tawfiq is only by Allah upon him do i trust and to him do i turn it's only from Allah ta'ala wa tawfiqi illa billah and the Prophet وسلم, also spoke about Tawfiq and its importance. In one narration, he said, وسلم, When Allah wants good for a servant, He puts that servant to use. What does that mean to be put to use? When the Sahaba heard that, they felt that it was somewhat ambiguous. And so they said, Ya Rasulullah, كيف يستعملوا? What does it mean? How is it that Allah puts that person to use? And the Prophet said, Allah gives him tawfiq to do righteous actions before his death. That is when Allah puts a person to use. When Allah wants good for someone, He puts them to use. And being put to use, is given, being given tawfiq to do good before a person dies May Allah give us that tawfiq, Amin. Now we ask for tawfiq every single day in our prayers Whether we recognize it or not We ask for tawfiq implicitly Because when we recite Surah fatiha Every single day We are asking Allah Guide us to the straight path Asking for guidance is asking for the tawfiq, the guidance. That enabling grace to be guided to the straight path, to be guided to it if you're not on it, and if you're on it, to be guided while you are on the straight path. We're asking Allah Ta'ala for these things in every single prayer. When we say, but that's not the only dua that we are to make when asking Allah for tawfiq. For the Prophet وسلم, has also taught us du'as we can make for asking Allah for His enabling grace, his tawfiq. In one dua, he taught us to say, Ya mukallib al Ta'atik. O turner of the hearts Turn my heart to your deen. O changer of the hearts, O turner of the hearts, O transformer of the hearts, transform my heart so that it is upon obedience to you. That is a dua for tawfiq. Asking Allah to guide our heart. Asking Allah to strengthen our heart. Asking Allah to make our heart firm upon guidance. In another dua, the Prophet صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم taught us to say, "Ya hiiya qiyom, bi rahmatika astaghif, a'ulhli shayni kulla, walla takilni ila nafsi tarafta 'ain." He said, "O oh living, O oh self-subsistent, in your mercy do I seek aid." rectify all of my affairs عين, and do not entrust me to myself even for the blinking of an eye what does that mean when you're asking allah to not entrust you to yourself even for the blinking of an eye you are asking allah to give you tawfiq and not khudlan. Because tawfiq is the enabling grace and success and the strength. The opposite is khudlan. What is khudlan? Khudlan is to be entrusted to yourself. To be left to your own devices. Allah leaves you without any success, without any ability, without the aid you need from the divine to seek his good pleasure. Now, talking about tawfiq, we have to correct a misconception that certain people have. Some people, when they hear this word tawfiq, and they hear the translation as success, their minds automatically go to worldly success. They're thinking about money. They're thinking about careers. They're thinking about worldly success, material success. And so when they hear this word tawfiq, they might think it means having Receive tawfiq from Allah To get a good job or a good position To have material comfort made easy for them and They think that if they have all of these things That yes, alhamdulillah, I have been given tawfiq from Allah Ta'ala But that is not necessarily the case at all Dear brothers and sisters Because tawfiq is oriented towards the hereafter Tawfiq is oriented towards the akhirah. How do we know that? We know that because the Prophet told us. He says, Indeed, Allah gives this material world, لمن يحب li لا يحب. He gives it to the one he loves and the one he doesn't love. However, He does not give the akhirah, the hereafter, يحب, except for the one He loves. That is the true meaning of tawfiq. So tawfiq can encompass worldly success, but it is only the worldly success, the material comfort that it becomes a means of seeking success in the hereafter. If it's just material, it's not tawfiq, because true tawfiq is oriented to the hereafter, because that is what is lasting. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this as well, and he also corrects this misunderstanding. In Surah Al-Fajr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَأَمَّا الْإِنسَانُ إِذَا مَبْتَلَاهُ رَبُّهُ فَأَكْرَمَهُ وَنَعَمَهُ فَيَقُولُ رَبِّي أَكْرَبًا He says, as for man, when that person is tested by his Lord and honored and blessed in the material, that person says, Ah, oh, my Lord has honored me. وَأَمَّا إِذَا فَقَدْرَ عَلَيْهِ فَيَقُولُ رَبِّي But if Allah, his Lord, restricts that risk, that provision somewhat, then what does he say? He says, my Lord has humiliated me. After this, Allah Ta'ala replies, كَلَّا كَلَّا No. That is absolutely not the case whatsoever. Kalla is one of the strongest forms of negation in the Arabic language. It's not just la. It's not just laysa kadarik. It is a strong no. that that is not the case. That material success is not the determinant of success in the hereafter. Tawfiq in the material does not necessarily mean real tawfiq. It is what is geared, oriented towards Al-Akhira. Now the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam spent over 10 years in Mecca presenting Islam to the tribes among his people and inviting them to answer the call of Allah Ta'ala. But in all of that time, only a small group of people responded in Mecca. And then after that, only a small group of people from Yathrib, what became Medina responded to that call and became from the Ansar. But those small people, that small group, attained nobility in this life and in the next. They received tawfiq from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We see many examples of tawfiq in the seerah. One of which stands out is recorded by Imam Ahmad in his Musnad. It mentions that in Medina there was a young Jewish boy who would run errands and serve the Prophet. And this young boy fell ill one day. So the Prophet went to visit him. And as he was standing near the head of the boy, the Prophet said to this young boy who was sick, Aslim, embrace Islam, become Muslim. Now, this young boy, he's so young, but he's looking at his parents as if he's asking them what should he do in the situation. And his parents said, Altair abul Qasim, obey Muhammad Abu Qasim. And so this young boy who is sick in bed becomes Muslim on the spot. And shortly after this, this young boy died. He died from that sickness. And when the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wa was told about this young boy dying, he said, All praise is due to Allah who rescued him from the fire by means of me. And then he told his companions to offer the janazah over this young boy. This young boy was muwaffaq. He received tawfiq from Allah Ta'ala in those final moments before he left this world you see dear brothers and sisters tawfiq is not just knowing what is right it's not just knowing things it's knowing and being granted the ability to act on that knowledge receiving the grace from Allah to practice that knowledge it's not just to know what is right but it is to know what is right and act on what is right let us look at what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said to the people of the book in the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi He says, <laughs> He says, Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, those to whom we have given the book, they recognize him, they recognize the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi as they recognize their own children. And a group among them, Knows, a group among them conceal the truth while knowing the truth. So they know the truth about the Prophet But were they given the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala to embrace his guidance? They were not. Because of their pride, because of their envy, they were not given tawfiq from Allah Ta'ala to embrace that guidance, which they recognized as true. If we look around today dear brothers and sisters, we will find so many people who are filled with vast intelligence. People who even know in their hearts that success in this life and the hereafter is based on following the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They know, but they have not been given the tawfiq to actually follow it. But the mu'min, the believer, knows the value of tawfiq and the mu'min seeks the tawfiq of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they seek refuge in allah ta'ala from khudlan the opposite they seek refuge in allah ta'ala from being forsaken and left to their own devices without divine help and so we ask allah ta'ala now and forever and until we leave this world to always give us tawfiq for khair the enabling grace to do what is good and pleasing to him. Allahumma wafiqna lima tuhibbu wa tarda wa jalna min abidika su'ada. Ameen. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa Salati, wa atammu tasleemi ala sayyidina muhammadina ssadiqil Amin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man istanna bisunnatihi wa taallaka bijanibihi ila yawmiddin wabaad Dear brothers and sisters, we go back to the statement of the Prophet of Allah, Shu'ayb alayhi salam Allah Ta'ala mentions in Surah Hud Recounting the dawa of Shu'aib to his people, he says, "In uridu illa al-islaha mastaatat, wama taufiqi illa billah." Alihi towkeltu wa ilahi unib. He said, "I only seek to rectify matters as best as I can, as much as I am able." And my tawfiq, my enabling grace, is only from Allah. Upon him alone do I trust, and to him alone do I turn. Now we see from this verse, dear brothers and sisters, that there is a link between tawfiq and trust in Allah Ta'ala. There's a link between seeking the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala and trusting in Allah Ta'ala. At the same time, we know that we have to seek the means of tawfiq. Just as you trust Allah for your provision, yet you buy groceries because food doesn't just fall from the sky normally. Likewise, you seek tawfiq, you ask for tawfiq, and you seek the means for acquiring tawfiq. So the question is, how do we get tawfiq? We know the virtues of tawfiq, the importance of tawfiq, and what it is in reality. How do we get more of it? What are the foundations of tawfiq? Ultimately, tawfiq is from Allah. وَمَا إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ But we have to recognize the means of tawfiq and we have to seek them. We find in the Quran and in the words of the Prophet wasallam that the means of tawfiq are also the signs of tawfiq. The way you get tawfiq are also the signs that you have tawfiq. There's an interesting relationship between the two. So you see the signs of people granted tawfiq and you emulate those things and you too are granted tawfiq bi ta'ala. Among the signs and therefore the means of tawfiq, we find several things in the guidance from Allah Ta'ala in the Quran and in the words of Rasulullah Sallallahu Wasallam. For example, one of the means of tawfiq is obedience to Allah and His Messenger. Ta'a. Allah Ta'ala tells us, Whosoever obeys Allah and His Messenger, then they have triumphed with the greatest triumph, a tremendous triumph. What is success? What is triumph? tawfiq what that means is if you want tawfiq from Allah ta'ala you have to take upon yourself to obey Allah ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu and you receive more tawfiq because one good gives rise to another good one good deed engenders another good deed just as a sin gives rise to another sin another means of tawfiq dear brothers and sisters is always turning to Allah Ta'ala and always repenting to Allah Ta'ala. For Allah Ta'ala tells us in the Quran, Yasha Ilayhi Man Anab, Allah leads astray whomever He wills, and He guides unto him those who turn to him. So if you want that tawfiq, you have to turn to Allah Ta'ala with tawbah. You seek tawfiq from him and you get tawfiq from him. Another means of tawfiq is to seek knowledge, seek beneficial knowledge, and to never be content with ignorance. For the Prophet says, Allah <laughs> bihi fiddeen, whomsoever Allah wills good for, He gives that person a deep understanding of the religion. If Allah wants good for that person, he gives them fiqh in the deen. Fiqh here is fahmu or fahmun A deep understanding of the religion. That is a sign of tawfiq. Another sign is being of benefit to other people. When you make yourself a benefit to others using your talents, using your knowledge, using your skills, using your experience in ways that serve people, Allah Ta'ala gives you tawfiq. Because the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi says in the hadith, nasi إِلَى اللَّهِ nas or The most beloved people to Allah are those who are the most beneficial to other people. So if you want to be beloved to Allah, you want to be someone with tawfiq. So if you want tawfiq, then try to be of benefit to other people. Don't keep your skills, your talents, your gifts only to yourself. Find ways to benefit others and the community with your unique skill sets. Another means of tawfiq is to simply discipline yourself and strive and make efforts to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah tells us in Surah Al-Ankabut That those who strive in our ways, those who strive for our sake, we will guide them to our ways. We will guide them. They are receiving tawfiq. Another means of tawfiq is humility. Just being humble and banishing arrogance from the heart. Because we learn from opposites. We learn how not to be by observing bad qualities. And Allah Ta'ala teaches us in the Quran not just what to be, but what not to be. And when we look in the Quran, we see that arrogance Blocks us from tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala tells us in the Quran, an ayati fil I will divert from my signs those who act arrogantly on the earth without right. What is the mafhum of Mukhalifa? What is the understanding of this verse? The one who acts with humility will not be diverted from Allah's signs, they'll be guided to Allah's signs. And if you're guided to the signs of Allah for reflecting and benefiting, Allah is giving you tawfiq. So humility will bring you tawfiq inshaAllah ta'ala. And lastly, dear brothers and sisters, among these means of tawfiq, which are signs of tawfiq, one of them is truly wanting it, wanting to be given success, wanting to have tawfiq from Allah ta'ala in all of your endeavors, being sincere in that gu- in that desire. When we look in the Quran, we see that tawfiq is mentioned a few times. And in one verse in Surah Nisa, Allah Ta'ala mentions tawfiq in teaching us how to deal with marital conflict between husbands and wives. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that if husbands and wives fall into irresolvable disputes and there's conflict between the spouses, he says, فَبَعَثُوا حَكَمًا مِنْ أَهْلِهِ مِنْ أَهْلِهَا إِنْ يُرِيدَ إِصْلَاحًا يُوَفِّقِ اللَّهُ He says, send a person from the husband's side who will act as a judge and send from her side a person who will act as a judge to decide what's going on between them. And then he says, if they desire Islah if they desire to make things right what does allah say this is a conditional sentence it's a conditional within in yurida if they desire islah to make things right what is the jawab what is the answer of allah yuwafiqillahu allah will give tawfiq between the two of them allah will put tawfiq success will crown them with divine success in trying to make things right, but only if they truly want to make things right. Oftentimes, it's only one side wanting islah. So the lesson from this verse that we can derive more broadly is that if you truly want tawfiq, Allah will give it to you. And you ask Allah Ta'ala for it. So when will that tawfiq come? It will come when we sincerely want it and we sincerely seek it from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seek the means of tawfiq and avoid the means of its opposite khudlan being forsaken may Allah ta'ala give all of us tawfiq to what he is loved what he loves and is pleased with allahumma wafiqna li kulli ma tuhibbu wa tardha min min al as-su'ada wa amitna 'ani as-sunnati wal jama'a wa shawqi ila liqa'ika ya dhal jadal wal ikram ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار. اللهم صل على سيرنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا بقدر عظمة ذاتك في كل وقت وحين. سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون. وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين.